the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. It is uh, 4.06 on the Central Coast on this Thursday, January 4th, 2024. Dave Congleton with you. Uh, during the second half of this hour, uh, travel agent, she calls herself the travel girl, Lisa Kocher, will talk about uh, vacation plans for the new year. Jeff Bliss, during the 5 o'clock hour, uh, reacts to an article that predicts by the end of this year, one-third of all U.S. newspapers will be gone. Joseph from Oceano at 6.05 calls for uh, the end of funding for Israel because of everything going on over in Gaza. It is a Dave Congleton show, always your hometown radio talk show. This segment, we take a uh, slightly different approach to what Joseph is going to talk about at 6.05. There's a very special event coming up this Sunday at 2 o'clock at Mitchell Park here in San Luis Obispo. It's called a Lamentation for the Holy Land. We're joined now by two of the organizers as we have Gina Whitaker with us. Also, Reverend Carol Hall. Uh, ladies, good afternoon to you both. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Reverend, let me start with you, please. What's happening on Sunday? What is the event? Okay, on Sunday we are inviting people to gather with us uh, and just stand in solidarity with all those who are suffering. I mean, there's so much suffering going on right now, Dave. You know, it's not just... Palestine, it's Israel, it's Hamas, it's it's Gaza, it's the West Bank, it's our friends here in San Luis Obispo, whether they're uh, Palestinian or um, Israeli who have family who are in the middle of this, who people who are scared, and this is an opportunity for us to stand as a community with those people. Uh, and uh, let me follow up on that, please, Reverend. What exactly is lamentation? Well, you know, lamentation has a long history within the Judeo-Christian tradition, and I would be prepared to bet within the Islamic tradition as well, though I'm certainly not an expert on that, because life isn't always wonderful and bright and cheerful. There are times of, of deep distress, and if you look at the history of the Holy Land, which is sacred to all three Abrahamic faiths, you'll see that it's just a long history of wars. If you look at the Christian Old Testament or the Jewish scriptures, a lot of it is talking about battles and people dying. And and within that context, there's all a long tradition of lamentation, of, of just people gathering and saying, this really sucks. Yeah, yeah it does. Right, Gina, how did you get involved and why is this event so important to you? Well, um, Caro Hall and I have been friends for over 30 years, and uh, we decided to get together for lunch, and she brought another woman who's involved in the Episcopal faith with her, and the three of us started talking about what could we do to make a statement uh, about this disruption in Israel and Gaza, about 
all of this death and loss of life, uh, this uh, destruction of property and, and, and land. And uh, we said, what is a word that we could use that would cut through the fear, that would cut through the controversy? And that's how we came up with the word lamentation. It's grieving. It's grieving for the trauma and loss of life that has happened and is still happening. And it's the fear and suffering that it's causing here locally that we are lamenting as well. And I said, you know, I like that word. And yes, I'll work with you on figuring out some kind of an action we can do. And that's how this got started for me. Yeah. Although, Reverend, as we stress, you're not taking any sides in this. It's not like you're pro-Israel or pro-Palestinian. This is not a political rally by any means. No, it certainly isn't, Dave. And quite honestly, I would have no idea what side to take. You know, this is such a complex situation, a complex relationship that goes back thousands of years. And it's going to take incredible wisdom um, for the leaders of the world to sort it out. And I'm certainly grateful not to be one of those people. But what I can do is to stand in solidarity with all those who are who are caught in the middle. And I think lamentation is not just about what's happening now. It's also about that the basic violence and the basic grief that is a part of human existence, however much we want to pretend it isn't. Yeah, and I guess we should even back up even more. What exactly happens at lamentation? What's going to happen on Sunday? Starts at 2 o'clock, fine. But if I show up, what happens? So uh, we do have um, speakers from both the um, the synagogue and also the Islamic society, and uh, we also will have. Uh, I'll be saying a few words, and so will um, Rod, who's the pastor of the um, Universalist. Uh, Gina will tell you Unitarian Universalist Fellowship, and you so there will be speakers. <laughs> there will also be some music, and there'll be an opportunity for silence. Yeah, uh, Gina. At the end of all this, what do you? What's the takeaway? What are you hoping people come away with? Well, uh, before I answer that question, I want to add that Andy Pease, our vice mayor of San Luis Obispo, is going to uh, uh, welcome folks, and um, uh, Talia Ortega will be singing a few pieces. Oh, and great. we're hoping, yeah, she's going to be our vocalist. We are hoping that people will take away uh, and ha- having had an opportunity to breathe, to sort of surrender to their feelings of grief, um, and that they would take away to know that we can gather in a common humanity around this trauma without taking sides, without having political uh, drive or um, intention. I, I, I know that sounds difficult. I, I have friends that say there's no way to, to bring this topic up. It's always going to be political, but we are doing our best to give the space for some uh, breathing through and just um, considering other people. We are taking the time to consider those who are suffering. 
Yeah. But Reverend, I think Gina raises an excellent point. And as you well know, on this issue, uh, you, people just kind of try to box you into a position. Are you, are you for us or are you against us? Which side are you on? There's this implication that you've, you've got to take a side. So right. how do you get beyond that and say, look, we're not here to take sides. We're here to focus on the victims on both sides. Well, Dave, that's why I want to focus on on our common humanity. You know, we are all humans. We are all affected by what's going on. We we can no longer pretend that here in San Luis Obispo we're not affected by what's happening on the other side of the world. You know, whatever happens on our television screens actually affects us, and it would affect us even if we weren't seeing it. So... This is kind of a symbolic act of solidarity. And, yeah, I'm, I'm not willing to take sides, and I'm not willing for this to to become that. I certainly hope that people who come will come in a spirit of willingness to just say, yeah, this is a really, really bad situation, and we stand with all those who are suffering, and we pray for them and care for them. Gina, I'd like your thoughts on that as well, since you brought up the point how do you get people to move beyond whose side are you on to look at both sides i don't really have a pat answer to that i i'm hoping that this will just be a moment where we can leave go of that um of that dichotomy um it's a challenge and you know i i mean there's some nervousness on the part of of people that I've talked to, well, I'm, no, I'm not sure that I should come. Maybe I shouldn't come. What what may happen? Will there be, you know, anti-Semitism? Will there be other kinds of anti? <laughs> and I can't answer that question, but I think the, the spirit of um, uh, Carol, myself, um, um, I'm sorry, um, what's the name of the other woman? Greta. Uh, Sister Greta. Sister Greta. Um, the voice and intention with the music we've selected of uh, Talia um, and the words that will be spoken will give people a break and allow them to just step away for a short time, one hour, from the political agenda and the controversy. Um, We're encouraging people to wear black as a sign of lamentation. Uh, We're discouraging signs. You know, we haven't ordered that or said it anywhere, but right now, and and we're hoping that people will come in in the spirit of grief and um, remembering our common humanity. Yeah. And it's important. Go ahead, Reverend. Dave, it's important. It's important to stress that we do have folks from both the Jewish and the Islamic communities locally speaking, and we our commitment to each other was that we would not do anything unless that was possible. So, right. so that's an attempt to create a neutral space, and by focusing on lamentation, which is a spiritual and possibly emotional act uh, we are trying to get out of our heads and instead to connect with with a heart space so Reverend was, was that hard to get both sides to agree to this event to have that dialogue not at all not at oh, all not they at were all. delighted yes. Gina what are you going to say um, 
And we have had we've had uh, uh, members of the of the Jewish faith who have said, "I'm so glad that some non-Jewish people are trying to do something to help." So there there's and you know I'm a Unitarian Universalist. Carol is an Episcopalian. Um, we we you know the only skin we have in this game is to recognize the um, trauma and to take a moment, as Carol said, to to breathe through it and appreciate our common humanity. All right. Uh, Gina Whitaker, for folks just tuning in, let's remind them, please, what's happening Sunday afternoon. On Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock, we'll have a gathering of folks at Mitchell Park in San Luis Obispo. It won't be longer than an hour. Sunday, January 7th. We're calling it a lamentation for the Holy Land. It's an opportunity to grieve together, to reflect on the loss of life that's happened and is happening in Israel and Gaza, and the fear and suffering that it's causing locally. We'll have speakers from both the Jewish and the Islamic communities, and um, some a few other faith leaders, as well as our Vice Mayor, Andy Pease. And Reverend, though, if people can't make it, they're going to be out of town. They like this idea. They like the message that the two of you are trying to send. What do you want them to think about? Well, I think it would be really cool if people could take just 30 seconds to a minute around about 2 o'clock on Sunday and just send light and love to everybody in the Holy Land, everybody who's... who is involved in this conflict and and of course now we need to expand our our thinking beyond just the boundaries of what we think of as the holy land into lebanon and yemen and iran um and just see this imagine light and peace going to all those people yeah gina what would you send to the people who can't uh, make it on sunday um yeah i would i would agree with carol that we could take a moment to to sit light a candle, uh, whatever your spiritual nature leads you to, uh, to think of, of those who are not us in our, you know, in our privilege and in our um, safety here in this, in this town, and some who are not safe even here, safe from uh, the prejudice that, that uh, runs when we talk about this topic. So, someone is texting a question on the Stolberg line, wondering whether or not uh, the purpose of the rally, among other things, is to call for a ceasefire. Or do you want a ceasefire in this situation? You know, Dave, I would love a ceasefire, of course. I mean, it makes so much sense, but no, that's not the purpose of the rally. Uh, A ceasefire is a complicated issue because, again, there are so many feelings, there are so many perspectives, there's so much history. I mean, can we call for a ceasefire without also saying that the other side needs to do various things? We are stepping away from that debate because our brains are not big enough and we don't have the influence to do anything about those things. What we're looking at is how can we stand in solidarity with people who are suffering in the Holy Land and their family, friends, and community here in San Luis Obispo, because I cannot under under, uh, emphasize how much fear there is here amongst the Islamic community and the Jewish community. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've heard from some yes. people who share those concerns. All right, so it's going to be uh, this Sunday, 2 o'clock, Mitchell Park here in San Luis Obispo. It's going to last for an hour. People are invited to come by, uh, leave signs at home, wear black, uh, come hear what the speakers if, have to say. What, Gina, what were we going to say? If you get tired of standing, you could bring a little chair to sit in. That's fine. Uh, well, good <laughs> luck with this event. I have a feeling I'm going to be there. Gina, anything you want to say in closing? Uh, no, it's just I'm grateful that you ha- you're having us on the show today, so that we can put the word out. We've we've uh, we're a little worried that we haven't gotten the word out wide enough, and um, just to just to ask people to come in a spirit that allows them to listen and try to understand and participate by standing, as Carol says, in solidarity. Yeah, Reverend, final thoughts. Oh, well, thank you, Dave, so much for having us. And I would encourage people to come close to the 2 o'clock time because I actually doubt we're going to be there for a whole hour. So please come uh, towards the beginning of the time. And uh, if you aren't able to come, please uh, stand in solidarity in your own minds and lives with our Jewish and Islamic neighbors. All right, fair enough. Ladies, thanks for putting on the event, and I look forward to seeing both of you on Sunday. Thank you. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We've got more of Hometown Radio still to come. On the uh, Stolberg text line, uh, Larry is texting in on the segment we did at 3 o'clock about restaurants. Customers come to restaurants for a social experience, not just food. The loneliness index is today greater because of the focus on profits and less on social engagement. The noise level is high in many restaurants to discourage people from staying. Uh, Larry, thanks for the text. But it's a reminder, because we're having trouble in the last hour. We love the Stolberg text line. We love the text messages that you send. Well, most of them. If you want your... Odds of having your text read on the air, it's real simple. One, keep it short. Two, keep it on topic. Three, it would help if you would take a second to proofread before you send. Because I'm looking at the screen to my right. And if I'm looking at this and I'm like, I have no idea what this person is talking about. We're just going to skip it. And if it's, I've got a one from the three o'clock hour that's the size of a phone book. Remember the phone books? It's that long. I, I just am, don't have the time or the inclination to read long text messages. So keep them short. Keep them on topic. Proofread. So if, cause if it doesn't make sense to you, it's not going to make sense to me. Fair enough. Off we go. We've got news and traffic and weather. Back at the side, the travel girl, Lisa Kocher, joins us. Then a conversation with Jeff Bliss about the decline of newspapers. And to be fair, we can expand it to talk more about traditional media and what's going on, not going on. Our big anniversary broadcast, 32nd anniversary broadcast, is going to be Monday. Special guest, Rini Lynn from Lynn's in Cambria. Also, Jeanette Trumpeter and Kevin Harris from Slow Rep. It's going to be a great show. This is pretty good, too. We'll continue it as we come back.
The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kbec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111 911.